We do a lot of automation around our outbound efforts. Our goal is just to approach someone in a way that makes them feel comfortable. At the end of the day, sales is, is about the people involved. You don't want to automate away kind of any of that personal interaction. Hi, I'm Yaron Sotka, Senior Sales Engineer at Runscope. You're listening to Road to Growth, a podcast about startup sales organizations brought to you by Heavybit, a nine-month program for developer-facing startups. Road to Growth is a bi-weekly series that breaks down SaaS sales organizations one piece at a time, from the first person to kick off sales at a company, all the way down to the partnership and cohesion with the marketing and product teams, we'll take you through what it takes to build a powerful, fine-tuned sales organization. If you're interested in being a guest, have a topic for us to discuss, or a role you'd like us to dive into, send an email to roadtogrowth at heavybit.com. On this episode, I'm joined by Andrew O'Neill, head of growth at Clearbit. We discuss how to leverage data derived from sales tools and the importance of making your product easy to interact with for devs and non-devs alike. Hey guys, today I have Andrew O'Neill of Clearbit here with us. He's their uh, head of growth over there. You just shared a first non-engineering hire <laughs> with the company, so that's always a lot of fun. I've, I've been in that role as well. Definitely. Uh, thanks for coming by. Glad to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so we normally open up the show with a couple minutes, basically an intro of yourself, mm-hmm. how you got to be where you are today at Clearbit. Uh, so you know, last couple jobs and and what kind of drew you into Clearbit? Yeah, so so I guess I, I got started uh, in the film industry of all places uh, on the agency side. So we were representing writers and directors, and I was down in LA. And at some point, uh, I got into the the internet marketing thing, started some some side projects and different things, and ended up starting a company called Solidwise, which was in the education space. And so we grew that out um, mostly through enterprise sales, although we had a, um, a B2C component as well. Worked on a few other projects and kind of was winding winding that down. And, and Solidwise is still is to do, still doing pretty well, but it was kind of time to move on. And so I was looking for other projects. I was introduced to uh, our CEO, uh, Alex, who was doing some amazing things. And I, I kind of just said, you know, put the feelers out. Anybody who's doing you know, amazing stuff, I want to work with world-class people. And so Alex was uh, the first on the, on the list there, and we hit it off. And so I came on, um, and at the time there were three engineer co-founders. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for somebody to handle the, the business, the sales, and, and growth side of things. Um, and it's been great. Cool. So, so you had sales experience prior to coming into Clearbit. Yeah, and I, and I think you know not necessarily uh, on purpose through running the the last company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a huge portion of that is just hustle when you're getting started, and yep. so kind of de facto sales experience there. I ended up you know doing most of our sales um, okay. through the kind of early before we made the first few hires. Cool. Um, and so that's kind of how it got started. So, w- were you using any sales tools before joining Clearbit? Yeah. So, so when we started that company, that was about four years ago now. And so, there weren't kind of the same types of tools that are available today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, even when Reportive first came out, that was huge, right? It was the ability to kind of quickly check and find people's emails that you wanted to reach out to. Uh, even though it was very manual, there, none of this stuff was really automated. And so right. you would kind of hack together Excel macros and different things like that to kind of get uh, the, the closest proxy there. Um, right. but, but generally speaking, um, a lot of it was very manual. And of, co- of course, you know, as tools came out, you start seeing more prospecting tools and things like that. And we, right. we grabbed them when we could. Okay, you know, I've I've been in sales for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I first started, the only real tool that I would use was Salesforce. 
Right. Uh, so it's just keeping track of what's going on with Sales. deals yep. and, and kind of the, the pipeline. For um, sure. But I'm also a sales engineer, so it's a little different for me. I just, you know, I have my clients and, and that I take care of and whatnot, and, and that's what yeah. I need to know. And and I should I should say that you know obviously the CRM space has been around for a long time. We've we've always used some form of CRM, but I guess when we're when we're talking about tools, there's a, there's a whole another kind of category that that's been emerging in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll chat about you know you're at Clearbit. Clearbit is I guess we can categorize it as a sales tool. Yeah, but is like is it more than that? I mean, you work with it, so how would right. you kind of describe Clearbit if if not a sales tool? Right. So just to give I guess a background of what Clearbit actually is, we started as an API first company, and so we were building APIs that would essentially you could pass us an email or a domain, and we would return tons of information about an individual or a company. So things that are valuable to salespeople, uh, things that are valuable to marketers. Um, you know, employee count, uh, mm-hmm. funding, location, social handles, those types of things, right? And so, and so, obviously, you know, there were there were a couple different use cases there. One was towards engineers, people building products that needed that type of data. And then we found pretty quickly that sales engineers were hacking together kind of internal tools with that. And so we started kind of going down the path where we said, all right, well, let's just make that easier, be where they live. So we built out integrations into things like Salesforce, Close.io, uh, Marketo, um, and mm-hmm. even Google Sheets. And then before too long, like the enrichment was great, and we kept hearing from customers that, all right, so that's great if we have an email address already, if we have a lot of inbound. But a lot of companies aren't so fortunate to, to mm-hmm. have enough inbound that completely fills their pipeline, right? And so we started thinking, okay, let's let's move towards the prospecting side and and building out um, what we call a discovery and uh, and prospector tools. And basically, the discovery tool lets you essentially say, hey, find me companies in San Francisco that have raised at least five million dollars and are in the retail space. Maybe tag with specific tags and find those those companies. And then Prospector lets you say, I, I need to talk to the head of marketing at that company. Uh, who okay. is that person? What's their what's their company email address? And so really to kind of fill out that that prospecting side. And so yeah, I would say, you know, to answer your question a little more succinctly, it's certainly, you know, probably our number one use case is in that sales and marketing. Okay. Um, we definitely have folks using us for a variety of things, even like financial underwriting. Mm-hmm. But but for the purposes here, we'll we'll you know yeah keep it pretty tight there. <laughs> so yeah. so taking down this this sales piece, basic premises: uh, a domain or an email comes in. You guys yep. provide all the research you've been able to collect. How is this being done on the back end? Is it are you guys mainly going out and finding this information? Is it automated? Who's doing the, that kind of work? Right. So it's a, it's all automated. Um, okay. And. Kind of how we differ from a lot of the enrichment services out there, because you know things like Data.com have been around for a long time. What we're doing is actually looking at hundreds of sources across the web, live, mm-hmm. and pulling those back. So we keep a cache of about thirty days, but if there's any data that's older than thirty days, we're going to go fresh and look at that. Um, so what that means is that 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 data is always accurate and is always um, uh, current. And so that's kind of a, a key tenant for for us, you know, focusing on the technology and being able to return that in a few milliseconds to you know a second or two mm-hmm. um, is, is really valuable. And that's kind of where we focus our time. So we're looking at everything from social signals to you know legal filings. Okay. And so you, as the head of growth, I take it you use Clearbit on a day to day basis for yep. your own job, correct? Yep. What's provided you with the most value? 
coming in, you know, you, you were at a company that you didn't have Clearbit at, you're now at Clearbit and you have that data in front of you. What's what's been the most value that you've gained from that? Yeah, I mean, no, it's 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 huge. So I, th- I think there, there's a couple things, and and the fun thing about it is because we are API first, and I do a, a bit of development. We've hired a really interesting team. It's an amazing team, and, and every member has some kind of level of technical ability, mm-hmm. um, and so we're constantly building tools with our own APIs and kind of eating our own dog food. And so that's that comes in the form of every time someone signs up. You know, in our Slack channel, they get they get enriched, and we can see kind of who is signing up to the service, even though it's just an email address. So we we absolutely do use Clearbit kind of in our day to day and in almost everything that we do, and that goes from enrichment down to kind of our outbound process, which I can certainly chat a little bit more about because we do a lot of automation around uh, our outbound efforts. But generally speaking. You know, you, we we are in a fortunate position where we have a lot of inbound, um, and so that really needs to be qualified. So we're able to very quickly, even through our Slack channel, through our CRM, any any place that that information lives, it's it lives alongside kind of the full Clearbit data points, and we use that for segmentation. We use that in kind of even identifying our ideal customers, so we know who to spend time with and and who to reach out to in the future. We build campaigns around the data, and it, and it really is kind of used in in our everyday sales and marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. I think generally, you know, to to give you, a, I can give you a couple specific examples of how other customers are using it, and that's a, a lot of times easier for for me than like talking about sure. processes. Um, but you know, one really common use case is um, in just simple sign up flow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a customer comes to your website, they enter their name. We kind of all know at this point that the fewer fields they fill in, the higher the conversion rate is going to be. Sure. Right? And so, you know, if you put, for instance, we have we have customers who will put the email form first, and then once that's typed in, they'll only show fields for those things that we couldn't find. Um, okay. If that makes sense. So potentially a, a customer could hit the website and Essentially, just see an email, fill in your password. Everything else is done for them. They're good to go. And so we have we have customers who've seen you know twenty percent, thirty percent boost just within you know a couple hours to to their conversion rates um, by reducing that form fill. And what's nice is then you have the full kind of uh, array of information that you can then segment against. You can mm-hmm. send you know we we have one of our sales guys spends most of his time on enterprise level accounts. He's really good in that space. Um, and so we'll automatically route to him you nice. know, those kinds of things. So has Clearbit filled a, a need for another, let's say, sales development representative to go through and kind of qualify these leads? Or is Clearbit kind of taking that on for you and now saving you, one, the time of interacting and hiring another person, uh, but also giving you better, more succinct information a lot quicker? Right. We definitely see it as augmenting the sales process. Certainly, you need you need people to to have those interactions. At the end of the day, sales is is a is is about the people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we do take a pretty different approach, though, in the way that we've structured our sales team thus far. And so, uh, essentially, the way we think of it, you know, you, you think of like an Aaron Ross style predictable revenue kind of approach. Um, you have your SDRs handed off to your account executives, and so right. on. The way we think about it, especially at the size that we're at now, is we very much want a single person to own the entire life cycle of a customer. And so from the first outreach 
uh, in our outbound efforts all the way through to kind of support. Um, we want a, a solid touch point so you don't have that handoff experience. Um, mm -hmm. Maintaining this, I, I understand, becomes more difficult as the org grows. But certainly for now, this has been working really well for us. And so in order to be able to do that and have one person own the entire relationship, there are steps that need to be automated out. And so for us, a, a lot of that comes in that kind of prospecting SDR side of things. And so what we actually do, kind of how our stack works currently, let's say that we have an idea, we release our Marketo integration, and we want to reach out to, uh, to users of Marketo. Mm -hmm. So we may use, we built these internal scripts that will hit our discovery API and say, okay, find me folks that use Marketo in a particular territory that are of a particular size and you know, are, are the right target accounts for us. Um, we'll then use Prospector to find the right people. And then we've written some scripts that basically will dedupe against our CRM. It'll find who we need who we need to reach out to. We even have kind of custom gifts because we're in the, the people business, right? Mm -hmm. We can find information on the people that we're sending it to. So we'll generate a GIF of us finding that person. So when you open the email, you see your own face and kind of information about that. <laughs> um, which which is, you know, people have loved actually. We if you look at Twitter, you'll see a bunch of people uh, tweeting out that that picture. Um, and that would be at Clearbit. Or what's the Twitter handle? That yeah, at Clearbit. Okay, yep. at Clearbit. Okay. Um, and uh, and so and then we'll we'll shoot that out. It'll it'll go into uh, an outbound. So whether you're using you know persist or or outreach, and then so the first time that kind of our, our sales team is really seeing this individual is like it's all prepped, ready to go. They hit they double check the emails. They hit send. And that work has largely been taken care of for them. They're still doing kind of individual outreach to particular accounts, but for the most part, you know, that's that's helping a lot on that kind of SDR side of things. And then and then from there, you know, they're able to continue on that relationship when they hear back. There's no kind of awkward handoff, and it, and it works really nicely. So so you guys, I mean, as part of your sales flow, you've automated a lot of pieces. We do and. Because you have great engineers on the back end, they've helped you guys build a lot of tools that you know are, are technically considered, let's say, sales operations or whatever you want to call sure. it. That's right. I personally have been getting a lot of outreach from new founders or, or what have you mm -hmm. with all these new great sales tools and blah 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 that are promising all these great things uh, if the, if you use the uh, the product right. And right. for me, as as a sales engineer, you know, there's only so much I can do. From a sales perspective, mm -hmm. that these tools will help me with. Most of these are some sort of email automation tool, some sort of integration of getting information back into your CRM, uh, and things along those lines. Right. Have, have you guys found a need for any of that, or has Clearbit really just been so powerful for you that you don't even really need any of that stuff? No, I mean, ab absolutely. So we, we use a variety of tools, um, and I think that the big thing with Clearbit is that it's at the end of the day, the data that you need, and it's up to you kind of how you use it, and it fits into kind of whatever tools you want to use. We use, I guess, uh, kind of if, I, if I'm thinking through our stack, obviously we have our CRM currently using uh, Close.io, mm -hmm. uh, which has been great. And then we'll use an outbound tool, so so something like Persist or, or Outreach, which really helps. And, and again, I think the, the idea is you still... You don't want to automate away kind of any of that personal interaction. It's really important to to be talking to people, right, mm -hmm. and not feel like this robotic like spam bot, right? Right. And so, at the end of the day, these tools are just ways to kind of make that easier for for you. If you have that data at your fingertips, if you have all of those emails loaded up into whatever kind of outbound tool you're using, at, at the end of the day, it's still 
I, I would never suggest that people are blindingly, you know, sending out fifty thousand emails to right. anyone. Right? But you know, people so, do do that. They right? do absolutely, and, and it's. It, it's become so easy to to send out quote unquote personalized emails uh, that like you know people are asking me about my volunteer service and I know you have no interest in that so don't even put it in the email this right. is purely business um, but you you mentioned a good point which is is the people aspect and the, and the connection of sales that a lot of people don't really understand and they think it's kind of this gross thing that needs to happen like salespeople are these evil things that just want to talk to you take your money and leave right so taking that in relation to tools. How often do you guys drip to your customers when they're first signing up? Do you just kind of leave it? Do you just send them one email? You you guys probably have their phone number. How what's your kind of process for outreach initially once a, a customer signs up? Yeah, so so we have an interesting, I guess, customer base in that it's it's split pretty evenly between developers and sales and marketing folks. The developer market tends to be a little bit more wary of, you know, the getting a call out of the blue from a salesperson that that's a total turnoff and we want to respect that. Whereas kind of the sales and marketing crew, they're they're a little bit o- more okay with being yeah. <laughs> reached out to and you know, and and that's fine. That said, you know, we we never we don't do any uh, calling. Um, okay. We do have phone numbers, but we we don't use them typically. But yeah, we have a Typical drip is between three and five emails. I would say it's a little bit on the lower side compared to, to what some folks use. And then we are very personalized. So so we actually do because once somebody signs up, they're hit with Clearbit data and routed to the appropriate person. Mm-hmm. Um, we will actually create uh, manual manual outreach from that, and which will coincide with the with the drip. And so we do spend a lot of time just manually sending one-off emails. Right. Um, hopefully because of our processes, they are well-informed mm-hmm. uh, emails and very targeted, you know, and they're to the right people that have the kind of highest level of qualification. Let's say that. Okay. So, so you guys are, are trying to go for hopefully the closest to the decision maker as possible using the information you have. That's absolutely right. So if, if I sign up, you're not going to go to my boss right away. You'll come to me first. Oh, absolutely. And then hopefully, okay. So you're, there's no deviation from the standard cycle in that in that sense. Not at all. No, I would just say that we typically will spend. It it just depends, right? So so with the information that's coming in, we're able then to send very targeted, personalized emails because we have this whole you know a hundred data points on somebody or mm-hmm. more actually on the company. Uh, rather than the individual, and so we're able to make really, you know, inf- informed emails that that speak to the kind of the correct value proposition. I would say, no, we're not going to sidestep people. We never do that because it's it's just bad business, frankly. Right. Um, and so, no, we're, we're very focused on the folks that have have come to us, and you know, especially on inbound. So, so taking the differentiator, I mean, you guys get it both sides. You get the the developers signing up, and you also get the sales and marketing folks, and and those are very two different types of sales. At least from my experience and what I've seen is, it is. normally as a as a sales engineer, I'm pair, paired with some sort of account executive or or some salesperson. Mm-hmm. Myself taking the developer, working with them, and and them taking on the the business person. So so you guys see both ends. The big thing is right. Developers don't like to be called. They don't like to really have too much of a discussion. They just want to dig in, see what happens. Yeah. Whereas the sales and marketing folks, they're Give us a call. We want a demo. We want to like talk to you and see what's see what's going on. Yep. Do you treat them any differently on like just a step by step basis, or they're just getting different personalized emails than like from from one another? 
Basically, our goal is just to approach someone in in a way that makes them feel comfortable. You know, okay. with with developers, if we just go like full bore, heavy pitch, it turns them off. And they're you know, this is obviously generalizations, but but a lot of times yeah. it's just like you know they'll they'll go to some other uh, platform, and that's that's just the way it is. Typically, kind of our our best move with developers is to get them playing with the tool quickly, and so we're sending more kind of educational. Uh, pieces on how to implement the API. Mm-hmm. Um, we're releasing free products, which is something else that's worked really well for us. Okay. Is products that they can use for free, start using in their product, like within their own development, as kind of an, an easy way to start using our suite of APIs. With sales folks, it's it's just a bit different, right? For for us, we still want to get them using the tool, but we've instead built it into systems that they're comfortable with, Salesforce. You know, different um, different ways so they can implement without developer resources, mm-hmm. and so we may push them to try to start using maybe our Google Sheets integration, which is very plug and play. Right. Typically, we'll want to hop on the phone with them much quicker than we okay. will with the developer uh, set, and then from there, you know, once they've used the tool kind of in in something that's easy plug and play for them, it's a lot easier for them to say to go back and pull developer resources and say let's build something more bespoke for our company. Yeah. But it, but in either case it's about demonstrating value very quickly and it's just in a kind of wrapper that that makes sense for for that group. Yeah. And and that's great, right? A lot of times people miss that with their tools. They're just kind of they they have this Thing that for some reason they, it was a pain point for them. They've developed a whole tool around it, which can only get you so far. But it seems like with Clearbit, at least, there's a lot more than just the initial kind of step that you provide, right? And there's there's the easy get started really quickly kind of path for the sales and marketing folks. There's the hands-on, fun to play with uh, integrations you can do as a developer, and both are treated as you. Imagine they want to be right. I mean, everybody's different, but for the most part, everybody is kind of made to feel comfortable and getting going in the way that that they want to, right. which is great. And and I think a lot of uh, new companies are starting to realize that as well. Yeah, and I and, and I think actually that that goes for not just um, we we were talking a little bit before we got started that there is kind of a growing kind of similarity between sales and marketing, or at least. You know, more tight cooperation. Yeah. yeah, and and so and that actually goes through. You know, when you when you talk about growth, and a lot of times the idea of of growth has more to do with uh, tends to have more of like a product uh, focus than than like traditional marketing, for instance, um, mm-hmm. or sales. And and so you know, when we talk about the way that we are approaching kind of our email correspondence or calling people. I, I should also say that the way that we direct folks within the website itself differs depending on the type of person that's signing up and giving people options to explore in kind of a way that makes them feel comfortable. Um, and so we put a lot of work into like as soon as you sign up, there is an integration page that gives you the ability to kind of explore the way that you want to. And it very much, in terms of messaging, follows kind of our approach as we uh, reach out to people as well. Nice. That's that's great to hear. It's uh, you know you guys are doing a lot of great stuff over there. Uh, I've used the tool. I loved it, especially because I was put into an SDR role, and if I had to go and scrub leads all day, I would hate myself. Right. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we did have the Salesforce integration built in. I could quickly open up the lead, get the the basic information that we need, classify them at least you know as a first scrub, and then let my AE take it from there to at least kind of get things going. So, totally. um, you know, a lot of value for us 
over at Runscope. I'm sure a lot of your clients love you guys as well. So, you know, looking forward to a lot of a lot of great stuff out of you guys. Thank you again for being on the show. We course, really appreciate you. being here. Um, a lot of great information around the sales tools environment, but also, you know, making sure to tailor your outreach in a way that, that people feel comfortable with. Uh, and I think you guys are doing a great job with that. So thank you again and all the best to you guys. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. Questions? Feedback? Contact me at roadtogrowth at heavybit.com. Thanks again to Heavybit for sponsoring our program. To learn more about Heavybit's nine-month program for developer-facing startups, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, make sure to check out their library. It's packed with great educational talks from developer company founders and industry leaders. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great week.